This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. Today, having never seen The West Wing, we are joined once again by Caleb Sinan. Caleb is an incredibly funny comedian. He just had a new album come out, wherever you listen to that sort of stuff. His stand-up is amazing. He's one of my good friends, and he destroys it on this script. It's so fun. Caleb has never seen The West Wing, and he rewrote it, and we read his script, and we just have a blast. He, you know, it's Aaron Sorkin. You can have fun with that. He writes what he thinks it probably is, and he kind of sort of nails it, but also... I don't know. It's so much fun. I had a wonderful time. Caleb and I are joined by Rebecca Steinberg, our incredibly talented and hilarious producer, as well as Sam Wiles, a comedian who is also super, super funny and had an album come out. Sam, you may remember he had never seen her and he's been on the podcast a couple times before, but Caleb has never seen the West Wing. He rewrote it and we read his script and have a wonderful time. We play some games, this weird new game I keep forgetting to come up with a title for. It's a nice time. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope everyone is healthy and well. Um, please get vaccinated if you haven't and are able to. I would appreciate that. I think a lot of people would. Uh, and I hope, like I said, I hope everyone's doing well as well as they can. Um, please find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kyle Ayers, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S. Please, please go follow me on there. I got a few shows coming up. All things pending, but I got them planned. We got a live podcast in Chicago. We got a live podcast in Asheville. I got shows in Charleston and Raleigh and Wilmington and Kansas City and another show in Chicago. I'm doing stand-up and, and a podcast in Chicago back-to-back nights. You can get a cheap ticket and come to both shows. Uh, that's going to be at the end of September. A lot of these shows are in October, at the end of October as well. Um, at Kyle Ayers, that's going to be the best place to find me. I'm still figuring them out. Some tickets are on kyleayers.com, but... Please find me at Kyle Ayers on Twitter and Instagram. That's going to be the best spot. We're going to try and do these live podcasts in a safe manner and have some fun and, you know, exist. But thank you guys so much for listening. Please enjoy. Caleb Sinan has never seen The West Wing. Did my voice get like dramatic? Caleb Sinan has never seen The West Wing. Now it's recording. Oh. It's recording and I can hear at the same time. Ooh. Hey. hey Holy all right. shit. <laughs> God. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's the most stressed I've ever been. All right. That's the worst thing that's happened since COVID. That's pretty tight. 
If that's the most stressed yeah. you've ever been, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all downhill from here. You want to get more stressed, watch season two of Succession. Oh, I love it. I love uh, stress on TV. <laughs> Not in life. <laughs> I do th- I do think like uh like post like COVID on, I am bad at watching stressful stuff now. I just want like Comfort food, yeah. baby food shit. This thing it's has bad. been happening. Yeah. I, I can usually watch one show at a time or two shows if one is with someone else and then one is my yeah. like alone show. And I've yeah. been watching mm. The Crown with my girlfriend and Succession alone. And I've been oh, that's life. embarrassed because <laughs> they're both shows where I don't know what's going to happen. But one of them is based on the most famous stuff ever. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like succession. Ooh, what a turn! And then, like in the crown, like Kennedy died. I'm like, what a turn! Like, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. But you know, every <laughs> I don't know if it's a reflection of like American education system. But I'm watching. I'm like season three of the Crown, and I'm like, and what's the UK? <laughs> so the UK is is uh, like five countries. What is it? It, I don't know what it is. It's not England. Is it England plus Wales? England is shit? a country. And the United Scotland Kingdom is England, Ireland. Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland put together. Oh, boy. Um, and you, what's, the, what's the only way Britain? I remember is the UK flag the is all of their flags put together. Oh, oh that sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like my two countries, the United States and cops are you can they have a flag as well when they combine their two that's that's how you make countries is you think of a cool super flag and then you go from there we would have a horrible flag to mash up with absolutely anything yeah i like the the united states flag with the cops flag on someone's chest and they're a skeleton and they're opening it up and that's what's under their <laughs> their leather jacket and inside is, inside is god jacket. praying is jesus praying yeah on the inside right. of that yes right he gets everything. And the devil's arm wrestling trump and that's that's like a tattoo on his neck and that skeleton and ronald reagan yeah <laughs> <laughs> you could tell because the skeleton has no idea where he is <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I feel so dumb watching The Crown and they're like, there's a whole arc of an episode where like they think the prime minister is a Russian spy. And I'm like, was the prime minister a Russian spy? Like, I have no (laughs) fucking idea. And he's not. Spoiler. But it's not a spoiler because that would have been the biggest news of all time. (laughs) Like 50 years ago, England's president was a spy. (laughs) That's how bad our education system is. I watched in the first like episode uh winston churchill is re-elected as prime minister a little bit after you know he he, he, he took everything through world war ii then he's not prime minister then they re-elect him i had no idea that happened i didn't know he took oh, like yeah. a little a, like a, a gap year or whatever to study <laughs> to study abroad yeah <laughs> i just this stuff keeps happening and i'm like i can't believe i'm in suspense of like does the king die right <laughs> I don't. I hope there's never a king. I just don't want to. I don't like that. I want it to be a queen forever. It is I don't crazy. Learn. It's always been a queen. Everyone who's alive's entire life. Yeah. But like yeah. most don't of history, it isn't. It's very difficult for there to be a queen. But everyone who alive is like, could they have like a guy queen? <laughs> <laughs> guy queen. <laughs> I hope so. If there's a king, I'll like uh, all that propaganda from elementary school. If there's a king of England, I'm like, we got to get him. Let's get him. (laughs) The queen. I'm like, she's cool. 
<laughs> yeah, he seems cool. <laughs> it is just so long live the queen. People say like, what are you, yeah. the queen of England is like a funny little phrase of thinking that you can yeah. do whatever you want. Right, the, it's not as funny to say, what are you, the king of England? What are you, the king of England? Is that? Yeah. I only associate that with not paying attention in school. Yeah. <laughs> or apparently dying early. Dying early. <laughs> the poor guy who is the king at the beginning it is also Lane from Mad Men, and this guy just can't become a character who lives. Like he yeah. just is a, yeah. Yeah. always yeah. doomed. The beginning of the and I you think I'm sure he knew when he took the role. I, that'd be incredible if he like is cast as the king of England, and he's like, wait, what happens? <laughs> the king hangs himself on a door. <laughs> that is shocking. That's like one of the most shocking things in all of Mad Men. Yeah, I remember being I like really say, yeah. stunned. I would say the most shocking thing in all of Mad yeah. Men. That Despite was the one, how, yeah. That was the most like, uh, like no one saw that coming. It was really yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like in how no one saw in the Crown um, when the Queen is funny. Right. Also, okay. Funny. I don't want to keep ranting about the crown, but I, I really, I feel like I feel like I really have to tell you this, Kyle. But the next three people to succeed the throne are going to be men. Oh, I know. At this They're point, I know. Kings. It depends They're on how many kings. of them were on Epstein's island. And <laughs> unfortunately, the one who was, I think he felt comfortable doing that because he knew he because he had have no to be no king. stakes, no yeah. stakes. So they in yeah. between season two and three of the crown. They recast everybody, which makes sense because time progresses, and they recast mm-hmm. every like all all the, the mm-hmm. king and 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 Philip and everything, and they cast people who are like twenty years older. So the 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 the, the actress who was playing Elizabeth in like seasons one and two looked like she's like twenty five or thirty, and then it's like forty five or fifty. The next season takes place one year later. <laughs> What? <laughs> like a season ends in like 1963 and then the next one starts and it says 1964 and the queen is 25 and years they, older yeah they recast everybody that's so weird it's i thought it'd be like 1980 right and but wow. no it's not and then the first episode is like look how old you look on this stamp and i'm like that's the relatability i came for <laughs> yeah but they're also all british and that's just how they look you know one year in england is uh rough on you that actually is just what happened if they uh, they had to eat regular English food twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they aged. But it is so, it is just so much older. She looks so much older. And then Philip walked in and he looks 70 years older. The Philip looked like 19 <laughs> in the show and he's like a pilot. And then the next guy well, walks look, in and looks like he's like a I'm, dog that got kicked under a couch. <laughs> Philip never looked 19. He, when he was 10, he looked 40. And, yeah. uh, he then he looked 40 ne- until I mean, I- he was 165 years old. <laughs> he looked like he was made of Sheldon Adelson's body parts. That's like how old he looked. Yeah, what, what age was Nosferatu? That's the right. age. <laughs> yeah, there's he no was like age. The, Nosferatu's body and all of the Rockefeller's innards put together. <laughs> <laughs> He was, the, I mean, I know he doesn't, he's sold. He doesn't know what a meme is. And he had like this, and who cares? He doesn't care about, he looked so old in that car. That yeah. picture yeah. of him. That's like, yeah. you're like, come Ooh. on. That's someone who's made of everyone else's blood. Yeah. <laughs> my, my request as a 100 year old would be never photograph me. Right. That would be- I don't never, <laughs> never capture one. me in technology that didn't exist when I was born. How about that? Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're a hundred, every photo of you is like as hurtful as a carnival right. caricature artist. If like, I'm a hundred years old yeah. and my photo's not on 10, delete it. 
<laughs> hey, you know where you can see a picture of me? A coin. The end. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh oh man, that's so funny. Uh, the oh, whole man. show. Okay, I don't want to keep up. <sighs> it's Crowncast, man. We don't see anyone. <laughs> We're doing we don't it. see anyone. Uh, it's I Crown Vision. It. I'm having a great time. And the whole show is uh, an episode starts, and the king, the queen is sitting around, and she's like, so. Uh oh, there's going to be a new politician. Does he realize we're pointless? Like that's every episode of the show. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. a politician comes and he's like, "Hello, Queen," and she's like, "Hello." And then he's like, "Well, off to actually do something." And she's like, "I understand. I need to." There's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and they all realize they're all pointless. I think yeah. being the sib, the younger sibling, that's the life. I mean, unless you know you're a pedophile, but like. Mm. Margaret, who is now Helena Bonham Carter in the second season, who also aged just differently. That's the life. You just sit around. I mean, I'm sure it's boring because you can't do it, but it's like she just sits well, around. You don't got, Big there's Fish, no she does that, and she's not even British. She's just uh, she's like eight ages in Big Fish. No makeup. It's actually the same character. That. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, no transition to be like, speaking of fast talking political shows, <laughs> Crowncast is like a Kansas city Royals podcast is what it sounds like. Ooh. Absolutely. Let's do Crowncast. that too. Or about RC Cola or something. <laughs> oh, let's, I do want to talk about RC. Like, we hired the worst social media manager. Uh, we have a, we, we don't we, have a Twitter presence, but we have a full on one hour a week, Patreon supported RC cola podcast we did because we did also hire the worst podcast idea haver and they are on the payroll <laughs> that actually could be me uh. <laughs> oh crowncast everybody pop open a nice can of rc cola available at one Ooh. dusty dollar store near you <laughs> yeah, i always get them out of a machine where i'm like there's no way something's coming when i push this button I don't, I heard, I heard the quarter hit the dirt under the machine. I don't think there's any way you can only, you can only technically pay for an RC Cola by hitting the machine. There's no money. There's no monetary amount for it. It's not a sign. Every, every machine you get an RC Cola out, you could yank your quarterback with a string. Like you just drop it in and then you just yank it back out and trick it. You have to. That's the only way to get it. There's no other. It I knows. remember in high school they had those. They first introduced the machines that have a little like a uh, uh, conveyor belt that goes up and down and conveyors the sodas over. Um, it's like the bottles. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's like a clear front, and then it conveyors the soda over. And if you just held the door shut that it pushes it out of, it would think it fucked up and drop another one. And so you could oh. just hold the door and get like six. But then yeah. you got to be real quick at yanking them out as they. Uh, funnel and the thing about the soda is it was uh, better than the story <laughs> uh, Kyle real quick I'm so sorry the my recording thing uh, my zoom the batteries suddenly shit out so okay. I don't know if it got all of that but you guys are recording on zoom right as backup I can, we'll just use yours as a backup if you don't even want to worry about it. we'll use your track here okay because I have other batteries I can swap them in but it might be harder to edit at this point it's okay we'll just use your zoom track here as a backup okay sorry we about just, that that's alright you hadn't said anything that I was like had to keep in <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways um, I don't know so the west wing 
Caleb, you've yes. never seen The West Wing. Never seen it. I have seen The American President, uh, but I have not seen The West Wing. I've never even heard of um, The American President. Like you've seen it's the really guy? good. It's oh. uh, it's Aaron Sorkin and it's uh, Michael Douglas and he's a swinging single president looking the, for love uh, out of the Oval Is Office. Is it a movie? Or yeah. A show. Okay. It's the movie, and uh, and the net binning is uh, is uh, this uh, cool lady, and uh, he. <laughs> Ooh, I like your little emoji. Thank you. I um, like to put them up and see if it comes up. <laughs> but it seems to be the same. Like it seems similar, like a similar universe. Like the president is a really good guy, and he's really funny, and uh, he's he's uh, the way he's, the president has never been. Right. <laughs> Literally he's like ever. A family yeah. man. <laughs> But he's single and he's like, he wants to take things slow. Aaron Sorkin <laughs> seems to really write the president that all centrist l- Democrats right. think every president is. Yeah. yeah but he, he is still it's strong. Like, it's like a American <laughs> presidential fan fiction kind of like it's so. Yes, it's it's liberal yeah. porn for sure. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, I think he drones someone and he feels bad about it uh, and, and on like his on like his second date. He feels bad about it, but wasn't he using an, a Bluetooth Xbox controller with the drone? Yeah, it was a it was like a Nintendo sixty four style cartridge drone. Uh, These C buttons do nothing. He's like figuring out. It's so funny because the American president came out like right as Bill Clinton was getting, you know, it was like the same, mm-hmm. like it was, he was the president at the time. And the idea of like a single pro- dating is, it's just really funny. Oh my uh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Clinton was uh, gross uh, married. Imagine. Right. right. He's getting. <laughs> well, I got, maybe Sorkin was inspired. He's like, what if the president was horny? but not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, horny for, horny, horny for horny, companionship. Horny in a way that we can all get behind. I picture Aaron Sorkin saying that pitch, but he's like jumping on the table like Machine Gun Kelly, like at a, like, a so production like Tom, studio. Like <laughs> so he's like jumping up and down. He's like, what if the president was horny, but it's cool. <laughs> and hear me out, hear me out. Every character is smart and the exact same level of smart. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Right. Right. Yeah. That's always been my favorite thing is when Sorkin like writes stuff like Social Network, where everyone kind of does talk similar because they're all lawyers or assholes who went to the same school. It really, really works for me. When he mm-hmm. writes, people who are supposed to have big different backgrounds. It feels mm-hmm. like a show where every character got to think for five minutes before they replied, but they're replying yeah. really quick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You're like, yeah. Oftentimes, like you didn't just come up. Like I've watched like. David Tell would think for nine seconds before he came back with that or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yes. Yeah. Like, stu- no that's what, like that. Studio 60 is so incongruous because every person in that show, regardless of level is like equip machine. And you're like, and the comedians are like the same amount of quippy as the producer. Like, why would that happen? That, it's something that and it why is no me one crazy laughing? and no one's laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone is, um, there's no characters. They're just all, Aaron Sorkin like they're just if, yeah. you, if you if you cover up the names of the characters you would have never know who's talking because there's mm-hmm. no you, there's no like innate personality to any of the individual people yes. all the same. That, it's yeah. Aaron Sorkin I, I winning really arguments like in the shower that's, that's, the stuff, that's yeah. when he when it really really works is like a few good men where that is how all of the people are Right. Or where it's like very yeah. militaristic and they are very prepared. Or like I said, the social network where there's really two types mm-hmm. of people talking. But where it feels weird is the rest of the time. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you That's know, also I, you, yeah. in the social network, like, you know, Fincher was like, dude, shut up. Yeah. Like, stop totally. doing that for right. a second. That's, I think, like, a show where it's all, like, Veep, which is the funniest thing that's ever existed. They were all funny in different ways. This is a show that's like, basically, I I don't know much about the West Wing at all, but felt like, you know, it's an explicit comedy, but taking place with a bunch of supposedly smart people who are all. I think it's a comedy. Is it? Veep? I mean, it's a drama. No, I don't think. I don't mean the West Wing. I'm talking oh, about yeah. Veep. But oh, I'm like, okay. but they're all like kind of funny and quippy. But sometimes their quip is just them telling them to fuck off or like some. You know what I mean? They're not. Right. They all. Did, ha- they all insult people in totally different ways. But they're right. all. It's like all the like they're all equally like. Um, it, they're all very specific. So it's like they're all um, operating at the same level of like this is so I can't believe they said this, but. That you you would know who's saying what, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's I, West Wing is so. Is this his first thing? I, I, Sorkin, I don't know too much about the timeline with him. He um, had a I show before West Wing that was uh, Sports Night. Oh, that's right. Which is kind of watchable because like the stakes are all like appropriately low for an Aaron Sorkin show. Mm-hmm. Like they just are sports anchors or whatever. So it's like okay. I don't know. It like feels more okay that they're all. Uh, saying the exact same shit over and over and over because it doesn't matter because no one's the president. (laughs) (laughs) Almost no one. They're all just Dan Patrick, which is fine. The craziest thing about the West Wing is almost none of the characters are the president except like one. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. It's not fair. Like it's barely, it has the most, it has the most characters who ever of any show who were the president and it's still so low. (laughs) Yeah. Does Jimmy Smith? I also have never seen uh, the West Wing. Is does Jimmy Smith become president at some point? The guy know. who the center for the Pacers. The, no, that's, that's that's Rick Smith. <laughs> oh my bad. Wait, has anyone? I've seen like th- I think three seasons of the West Wing. And then I have to Ky- say, Kyle, have you seen any? No, of it? I haven't seen anything. Wait, so I I'm, do... the, I'm the only one who's seen any of it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Is this the oh, show God. where the walk and talk, the patented walk and talk, like got its legs? Yes. 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 Okay. It's like uh, all, all all the characters, but like a few characters in particular. I'm sorry, are like I just read the first. I just read the first line of dialogue in Caleb's script, and I don't want to spoil <laughs> it at all. But it's so <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Everyone, look, before we get into the script, make sure you jump on board. Even if we're taking off, just jump on board. All right, let's go ahead and um, cast it up. Caleb, All right, whoever sweet. you like to play. Um, so <laughs> I will narrate. Um, Sam, if you could be uh, Donald Trump um, and uh, Rebecca, if you could be uh, Joe Biden and Kyle, if you could be Martin Sheen. <laughs> Great. The big three. Is that it? <laughs> okay. 
We need one more for Rushmore, but other than that, I think we're. Hey, um, that's my Rushmore right now. The, the fourth, the, the fourth head on Mount Rushmore is narrow. The fourth one is a Twitter egg on my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the fourth estate. Oh, is that Libtard Cuck six underscore nine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Whatever you're ready, Caleb. All right. <clears throat> the West Wing by Caleb Sinan. Here we go. Get ready. Uh, <laughs> I like to let people know to get ready. Um, interior, uh, the East Wing, day. Hello, it's me, Aaron Sorkin. I wrote the Facebook movie. I am not like other screenwriters. You want to know why? Because you know my name. That's not normal, kid. Most screenwriters live in a pile of shit. They die anonymous, penniless. They get played by Gary Oldman, and he only plays the ugliest people alive. Screenwriters. (laughs) Screenwriters stay where they belong. In the margins, going on strike every few years for a little attention, but it doesn't matter. The news only shoots them from the neck down at the picket line. Suckers. But I'm Aaron goddamn Sorkin. I don't just talk the talk. I walk the talk. My dialogue is as crisp as a crispy piece of crispy shit. This show (laughs) show is about the White House. But it's not like other shows about the White House. This one has a slight liberal leaning. Okay, we're in the White House. Here we go. There's just no way to lose a war in Afghanistan. You got that right, Cracker Jack. Take that to the bank, Hot Rod. Damn, Skippy. Rat-a-tat-tat. Ha, ha, ha. I'm losing my fucking mind. (laughs) I love you, Joe. You're one odd son of a bitch. You're from Delaware, but you talk like a banker from the Old West. What a great vice president you are. Don't know what I'd do without you. Thanks, Martin Sheen. So, what are we going to do this week, Joe? The same thing we do every week, Marty. (laughs) Interior. A hallway. Moments later. Martin Sheen and Joe Biden walked down the hallway with roughly 35 manila folders in their hands. So how's my birthday party looking tonight? Great. We've got Bill Cosby, Donald Trump, (laughs) and Kevin Spacey confirmed for the chicken. The chicken. Perfect. (laughs) And and after dinner, George Lucas is going to be screening Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. This night's going to fucking rule. A quick mechanical noise by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross place to take us to the next scene. It kind of sounds like a forklift scraping a wall. Interior, the West Wing, night. It's a party, baby. We got champagne, cheese cubes, and the Illuminati. The Illuminati is Joe Biden's grunge band hired to play in the corner due to government shutdown. Joe sings lead and plays harmonica. There's nobody else in the band. Yeah, that Joe plays a mean harmonica, doesn't he? Uh, we love the harmonica, don't we, Martin? So important. You can't have a band without a harmonica. People try. They try these bands without one, and what happens? Can't do weddings. Can't do backyard parties. Can't do it. You need a little Bobo. Honking on Bobo, that's what they call it. I say, don't call it that, but they say it. What can you do? Bruce Willis. He plays it. We all love Bruce Willis, don't we, folks? But why the band, Bruce? It's no good. Too many hats. You're wearing too many hats. We barely like the acting, Bruce. Don't make us watch the band. It's it's so much more fun when he's not around for a while and then he can do a thing about it. Yeah, it's more fun. Oh we, miss him. we miss him. We miss him, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> can you take it? Sorry, can you take it again from too many hats? <laughs> you can't make me do that again. Just the last part so oh, I can get into so good. line. You're wearing too many hats. We barely like the acting, Bruce. Don't make us watch the band. Donald, let's walk and talk. What about Bill and Kevin? Don't worry about them. Martin Sheen and Donald Trump walk over towards the West Wing. Martin walks in his dignified center-left grandpa kind of way, and Donald walks like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Donald, I want to tell you a secret. Okay. Call, call me Q. What? <laughs> we don't have much time, Donald. Look, you're going to be president. Oh, what? Oh, God. Oh, shit. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. What? Oh, come on. No, I can't. Look, it's why I brought you here tonight. Earth only has 30 years left. <laughs> Tops. You want me to be president when the world ends? I need you to end the world, Don. There's an international ring of blood-drinking pedophile <laughs> shapeshifters. And they're all Democrats? You read my mind. There's not even a libertarian or an independent? All Democrats! <laughs> Look, I don't make the rules. I need you to bring them down. But, but I don't know how to be president. It seems hard. Martin Sheen grabs Donald Trump by his lapels. He smacks him with the front and back of his hand. He slaps him again and again. 17 times Martin smacks the absolute <laughs> shit out of Donald's face. Listen to me, you can do this. I'll even drop hints on 4chan. What the fuck is for? Martin Sheen smacks Donald Trump 106 more times. I'll give you till the end of the night to decide. Martin lets go of Donald's lapels and Donald crumples to the ground. Terrified and confused, Donald dusts himself off and follows Martin back to the West Wing to rejoin the party. Joe Biden is playing Runaround by Blues Traveler on the harmonica. <laughs> Donald straightens up his tie and wipes a drop of blood off his lip as he catches the gaze of Martin. With their, when their eyes meet, Martin mouths the words Twitter.com. Donald Trump nods. The camera pans up, uh, out and up to the sky. The end. Wow. That's the West Wing, baby. Can I just say my favorite line in this is when Martin Sheen says, you're going to be president. Earth only has 30 years left. And Donald Trump says, you want me to be president when the world ends? He thinks he's going to be president for 30 years. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Why would you stop? Why would you have a job? Why would you stop? Yeah, that's true. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm, I want my ringtone to be, you need a little Bobo honking on Bobo. In terms of honking and in terms of Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you really did. Uh, wow. I was. I knew it was going to be good, but that was, uh, holy shit. What a I great. Just, I just, I just, I'm just doing James Austin Johnson doing Trump. That's, that's it. It's. <laughs> That's really all we I'm want to know. I wrote, wrote, yeah. wrote James. Oh, boy. <laughs> it is more fun when he's not around. It is. Yeah, it's know, like it kind really of a is. good time. It's like he's funny. <laughs> I'm reading that book, I Alone Can Fix It now, the, the one yeah. they just came out with. And like, he's such a like weird baby. It's awesome. Like, yeah, I highly yeah. recommend that book. Right. I mean, to be fair, that book is uh, fake news. <laughs> sure, sure, it sure, sure. Fake. For, yeah, but we love fiction. We love The Crown. Don't we folks? <laughs> Don't we folks? <laughs> I like it, it is such a sometimes I would, you would see him speak and it would just be like uh everything he says is what a comedian says after a joke bomb to try and recover. <laughs> yeah. It's a new one, isn't it, folks? We love the new stuff. We love trying it yeah. out. <laughs> it's like every single little thing. Oh nothing is good, but it just 
that felt really nice. <laughs> Who would have thought I would love talking about the war in Afghanistan this week? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I don't know. that oh, Rebecca, man. you've seen three seasons. Yeah. That's Pretty exactly, good on, that's, huh? that's exactly that. Yeah. Oh, good. Exactly that. Do they say walk and talk? No, but they... Uh, nah, actually, do they? They said, let's walk <laughs> and talk, I guess. Um, let's go for a walk. I don't know if they say it. They use all the words, and they are in the order. Uh, uh, well, okay. It just seems like, wouldn't you use your office? Like, uh, the amount of business happening in the hallways, where it's like, all right, wait till you sit down, or, or sit, get this done before you leave. Why? Yes. <laughs> I saw someone, not to just talk about succession again, but I saw someone say succession is proof that a television show doesn't have to be any more than some people talking. And yeah. I think it's right. And I think maybe the West Wing, he just had him walk and talk. So it looked like more was happening instead oh, of just people 100%. sitting still the entire time. Yeah. Somebody was like, Aaron, this isn't a book, dude. <laughs> like, you gotta have, there's a visual element. Interior, same place, same chairs. <laughs> yeah. A new person is sitting in one of the chairs. Yeah. That person, good to be here. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how long it is. Do we have any idea how long the West Wing is? Seven seasons. Why'd you wow. bail, Rebecca? Because I didn't like it. I don't like Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah. I don't okay. keep watching things I don't like. Fair enough. Oh, well, so you got three seasons. That's well, a lot. I was because people kept telling me to watch it for like years, and I was like, "Fine, I'll watch it." And it's fine. Like it's it's like the way to engaging. interpret that is people have spent yeah. years telling you to watch it, not you need to spend years watching it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Also, <laughs> like all all kind of like neoliberal fantasy stuff just aged like. Yeah, it, it's like cream. milk. Yeah, I mean, it awful. doesn't. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly. I think Parks, maybe, Parks and Rec, unwatchable, unwatchable, like yeah. absolute garbage. Yeah, it's oh uh, what it's, really it's even worse. Like it's it's just as bad as if it's worse than that. It's worse. Oh, it's different. Yeah, West Wing is is worse because it's just like it, it's so smug. Like they're just like yeah. we're and I don't even know. I feel like Martin Sheen. I feel like the president. He's supposed to be like Republican, maybe, or maybe he's supposed to be like a Democrat. He's I love so, those. He's like, so centrist cool, that they don't. Yeah. They don't like specify if he's a Republican yeah. or a Democrat. I think um, they just always say like when he's when there's like an election, it's like the other guy. Like they don't say like. Well, that's similar I mean, they, yeah. do on, they do it on Veep too, kind of actually. You know, but, where no one's like political affiliation really yeah, comes up. You know what I mean? There's like, not much identity politics anymore either. He, here's here's where where I dropped off. So season three came out a uh, one month after nine eleven. And the I think the first episode I don't remember it was either the first episode of the season they were or constructing a third tower they no they they <laughs> did like they did like they did like a really intense nine eleven episode that was just <laughs> it was so annoying that I was just like oh no I made it through the season and then I was like um, I really just don't care about this at all you know people don't really uh, know this about like uh George you know that famous thing where George Bush is in like the elementary school when nine eleven happens people don't know right. he was there to learn. kyle's act from 2003 has a lot of real bangers yeah i mean could you imagine if gore would have won i think it would have gone a little something like this (laughs) oh today it's 9 11 and nothing happened um okay that's my impression of if al gore was president on september 11th what a normal day um yeah i think that i have a hard time with a lot of uh I don't know if it feels like simpler times, but everything feels so like hate filled 
and yeah. identity filled and you yeah. know, your front foot. It's like people just say you don't talk about politics. That was like a real thing. Maybe because they're cowards. I don't know. But like <laughs> um, maybe because they don't want to have to care about people they don't know. But that just feels like it comes from a time when you didn't really talk about it. And everyone was like giving a thumbs up to whatever dude who looked the same just got elected. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay. Well, it's it's I'll like when it's like when like libertarians like libertarian just meant like you'd read a different book or something instead of like <laughs> you were like a you were like a pseudo skinhead who was like completely insane and uh, right, you know right. brought a gun to a bowling alley all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. They're like I don't care. I mean, the, like libertarianism like it's like when you're in high school when you're in like middle school or high school and you're like oh I guess that's fine like because you don't know anything about um, the economy because you ha- yeah. haven't had a job. So it's like, oh, okay, I guess they don't, they don't care if people smoke weed and they don't care if yeah. gay people get married, but they, they hate poor people. <laughs> yeah. Libertarianism <laughs> is for kids. That's right, like yeah, what it's, it's for. for. It's, it's, it's for like children. a fantasy for it's children. For, it's for children. Oh, yeah. I think you're man. thinking of tricks cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I often confuse the two as well. Cause, uh, neither tread on me. So right. that's probably, <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, yeah, oh, I don't know why this, there's also something <laughs> so absolutely, th- so suit fashion is cyclical. This is, has nothing to politics, but like mad men suits are timeless because they mm-hmm. are kind of what have always, like there's, that's kind of what the style nineties suits are not. Everyone no, walks around like the they're in a suits. friggin' David Byrne music video all the time. They're yeah. kind of <laughs> back, unfortunately. It's kind of back. Really? Yeah. yeah. I hate it so much. If you want to watch There's the no mo- way look to tell at the, the difference dated, between a suit that fits and doesn't. If you look right. at the most dated <laughs> yeah. suit yeah. photo of all time, look up the LeBron James draft class suit photo. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. these kids, it is wild. Although maybe everything's going to always feel dated. I don't know. But there's just something about like, they're 90s. all dressed like the kings of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 90s suits just feel so weird. And they're all yeah. they they all feel like the same movie. It all feels like we're watching the game and like it it, <laughs> it, it just something about the 90s color tone and then the 90s yeah, suits horrible. it all sort of feels like <clears throat> How my Zoom square looks, like that sort of lighting. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Oh man. Yeah. It's the color of this door. The door. Yeah. Right. It right is. It really me. is. It's you know what oh, suits horrible. you know what 21st century suits are most popular? Iron Man. <laughs> I wish uh, I had a those track. Great. <laughs> 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 it looks pretty cool. Okay, I oh, did just man. think of a baggy Iron Man suit, and I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Does that suit do those suit pants uh, zip off into shorts, Tony? And he's like, <laughs> Like a Jinko Iron Man suit with like a pocket chain. It's like, oh, this is my carpenter Iron Man suit. <laughs> For the beach. For the beach. It's like, it's sort of the only time it doesn't feel dated to see the clothes that I feel like that is the Oceans movies. Where it may be because they're in yeah. Vegas, but they're all in terrible suits. Or like in Oceans yeah. 12, they're all in like that uh, rich beach shit you know what i mean like very baggy everything's white type of stuff uh but for some reason it works in that it's just everything else i don't know something about i'm sure the west wing all their suits look dumb i don't even know oh for sure even if you just google bradley whitford's character he's always wearing huge pants yeah (laughs) 
Bradley Whitford has <laughs> huge <laughs> pants on in every, if you look up like any cast but the, photo. But the huge pants are back though. But people are wearing those pants again. Why? They, they're the worst. But not adults. <laughs> adults aren't. No, like, <laughs> yeah. no, like, like people, like, yeah, Gen Z, I would say. Like, like people Bradley who are working Whit- in the West Bradley Wing Whitford's probably pants. aren't. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is his pants are so big, they're literally all in <laughs> one all pair in of his pants. pants. Yeah. It's a it, small it, it would be funny if all of Gen Z was wearing big suits. Like, everyone <laughs> in Gen Z loved a suit. Yeah, no, maybe not It feels that. like something that would have been championed by one of Will Smith's kids and then caught yeah. on for a little bit so we could all buy some boxed water. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, folks? Uh, Taking an ad out on my own podcast, just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my Hard to Say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado. If you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area, look out for that. But if, if you could please let people know the 22nd, 24th, and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, a.k.a. suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out uh, for a while that, that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good feeling physically. Um you know, I know I harp about it a lot and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com slash shows, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. Uh, okay. Let's play a game. Let's play a game here Ooh. on the podcast. I don't have my, uh, uh, I don't know which of my buttons play what game sound because I don't have the thing pulled up. So we're going to play whatever game this is. Okay. That's, okay. That's fine. Oh, wait. That's that's too long. That's Here it is. I played the three-minute loop. Build a perfect movie. We're going to play a game called Build the Perfect Movie. How this game works is I will give you a category. You will each be competing against one another to try and build the perfect movie within that category. You have to pick two movies whose Rotten Tomatoes score adds up to as close to 100% as possible without going right, over. Right, right. So Price is Right rules apply. You pick two movies, close to 100 as possible without going over. Uh, you'll all pick one, and then we will um, review the scores, and you can pick your second one. Today, we're going to try and build the perfect movie where someone wears a suit. The perfect movie <laughs> where at any point someone is in a suit uh, or professional in any capacity, a uniform, anything. Anything like that will work. That's a hard category. It seemed fun at the time. Oh, wait, so I'm a stalling. suit or a suit, a suit or a suit or a uniform, uniform, anything, anything okay. where you're like, look at that. Okay. <laughs> the category is now anything where you're like, look at that. Uh, look at that. Maybe their clothes that are memorable. Maybe uh, it's like mm, Moana. They have memorable clothes. You know what I mean? It's not quite a suit. It's sort of like okay. a, you're like, look at that guy's uh, pant 
thing, but he's a demigod. Uh, you know, the category. I'm just going to hit the theme song and run this back. <clears throat> All right. So any movie, memorable clothes, suits, whatever you want to do. Caleb, you'll pick first. Sam, you'll pick second. Rebecca, you'll pick third. Um, and then uh, we'll review and go from there. So whenever you're ready, though. Okay. Um, I'm going to say The Mummy Returns. Okay. Okay. All right. Sam, movie one. Um. I'm going to go where everyone's wearing a suit. I'm going to say The Firm. <laughs> Movie all about handshakes. All right. Yeah. Someone has recently <laughs> picked The Firm because it is a purple link in my Google. <laughs> this has come up on this. Uh, okay, Rebecca, movie one. Um, Top Gun. Nice. All right, here we go. Let's review our scores. Caleb, The Mummy Returns is a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. So you'll be looking for a 53 Ooh, Sam, up. The Firm is a 75%, so you'll be looking for a 25. Rebecca, Top Gun is a 58%, so you're going to be looking for a 42. So Caleb has the most to make up. It will go Caleb, Rebecca, and then Sam in this round here. Oh, I'm looking for a 53. Looking for a 53. So, that's so... Like, that's a tough one. If only you could pick ooh. the mummy returns again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if only. Um, 53. What's a really middle half the critics like? Oh, oh uh, um, how about uh, too, too fast, too furious? <laughs> Do they Someone's probably in a suit. That? Someone's got to be in a suit in that movie. Tyrese is in his photo on Google, so we'll count it. All right. Next up, we have uh, 58% Top Gun. Rebecca, you're looking for a 42. So I was also thinking Fast and Furious franchise. So I'm going to do one of them as well. But, oh. but, but which one? I'm going to do um, uh, the sixth one. Is that? Fast six. Fast six. Furious six. Maybe it's Furious six. Furious six. Okay. All right. And now we have the firm at a 75. We're looking for a 25, Sam. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, just to stay in the category, I'm going to go with another Tom Cruise, but where he's wearing the space suit. Uh, Oblivion? You know that movie? Oh, I saw it. It was bad. It's bad. That's why it's, <laughs> I think it works. It right, is here bad. We go. Let's review our scores. The Mummy Returns, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Too Fast, Too Furious, 36%. Caleb, you're at an 83. Oh. You're at an 83. Oh. Not a bad score. Not nice. a bad score. Nice. Top Gun, Top Gun, 58%. Furious 6, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 71%. 71%. 71%. 71%. <coughs> Here we go. The Firm, 75%. Oblivion, 53 53% oh, also what? way over. Also way over. Did I win? Terrible. Caleb won. Caleb won. Wow. I've never won anything. <laughs> you literally have a giant check over your shoulder on your Zoom screen. How have you never won anything? Oh, okay. Like, you're like, I've never won anything. I'm like, Caleb, you have a winning lottery ticket framed <laughs> over your shoulder. Several gold medals around your neck. <laughs> Caleb, your last name is Lochte. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Man. I feel good about that. 
I feel good. That about was that. a good game. All right, I, we feel, have... I literally feel as if I have won $10,000. That's how it feels. Great. And this is Caleb's reaction to winning $10,000. About the same as his other reactions to stuff. This is great. This feels like doing <laughs> Kyle's podcast. <laughs> All right. So we're going to uh, uh, play one more game. How this game this game is called okay so justify why your pick was closest to the movie this random character actually is in how this works is i find a very random very obscure character in a movie i tell you that character's name you guess what movie they're in and then each of you has to justify why your guess was the best guess of any of the guesses oh does that make any sense at all i think all right well here we'll do no <laughs> here's what we do so i'm going to tell you a movie character name you have to guess what movie they're from and then i'll tell you the answer and then everyone has to tell me why they should have won perfect all right okay all right i'm looking for one i should have thought this through but i didn't know we were going to play this game (laughs) i really should have thought this through i've never heard of any of these movies before all right i found one we're going to the movie we're scrolling all right your character you're trying to um Guess what movie they're in? Your character is Breton James. Breton James. Breton James. All right, and we will go. Uh, um, so Caleb, you won. You'll go third. We'll go Rebecca. Sam, oh, good, Caleb. good, good. Because I can't remember. Breton James. The what movie is Breton James in? Breton A character James. in? Breton James. Breton B R E T T O N James. Hmm. Um. Okay. I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with, um, Mission Impossible 2. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Sam, what movie is Bretton James in? Uh, I'm going to go with, <coughs> I'm going to go with, um, the Netflix original, The Kissing Booth. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Kissing Booth. Caleb, what movie is Bretton James in? Ooh, I'm going with The Devil Wears Prada. All right, The Devil Wears Prada. Breton James is uh, Josh Brolin's character in Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, the 2010 sequel to Wall Street with Michael Douglas and Shia LaBeouf and Josh Brolin. So Breton James is in Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps from 2010. Rebecca, why is Mission Impossible 2... The answer that should have won. Um, because Breton James is a um, high-end financial advisor who deals with very discreet clients. And he arrives uh, on the scene in Mission Impossible 2 uh, in the midst of a, a very sneaky, important trade. And he has one of those um, non-discreet, titanium briefcases and slides it okay slides it so so discretion is a big overlap yeah there. yeah yeah okay uh sam <clears throat> why um, is brett and james in netflix original <laughs> series and movie the kissing booth well i assumed uh it was one of those uh names where the actor was too dumb so they just had to call him his name (laughs) (laughs) like a tony Tony danza thing where they just call him tony and everything and uh 
Breton sounds like one of the stupid names I would read like on Facebook from like people from my high school, what they named their son. And <laughs> so I assume, like target I assume art a, font. Yeah. 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 So I assume it's just like a, like a 17 year old actor. And he's like, and he's like dumb enough where they have to use his regular name. And that's the kind of guy who would be in a Netflix oh. movie called the kissing booth. Oh, I'm looking at the names <laughs> of the actual cast. And it's like Jacob Elor. Lordy Taylor Zakar Perez, and then also Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Whoa! Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so that's why uh, uh, Brett and James should have been in the kissing booth. Caleb, why was Brett and James? Why why should Brett and James have been a character in the Devil Wears Prada? Um, well, it seemed like something Emily Blunt would say to uh, to Mia Thermopylae. You know, like you didn't, you don't know, you didn't know Brett and James was, was coming today. Absolutely. She'll be like Brett and James. And she's like, Oh, and then it's like, Oh man, you fucking really should have known who Brett and James was, Uh, (laughs) you know, and maybe in one or two scenes, Brett and James is in, but it seemed like that to me. Okay. So Brett and James is like this sort of off screen looming large figure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the kissing booth. I'm going to say yeah. the kissing booth is the correct answer Damn, here. Yeah. We'll let everyone vote on Twitter Definitely. to see if there's an actual win. I don't have a congratulations song, uh, but congratulations, Sam Wiles, on on being closest to who Brett and James really is. Hey, I just asked that everybody checks out the kissing booth three, a movie, a movie I'm not associated with, but it's number one on Netflix. And that's fact uh, has been stuck in my brain for about a week. Wow. Well, Hey, uh, you know, you don't have, yeah, go watch it. Everyone. I have a, Sam and I have an exclusive, There's the kissing three. booth recap episode, uh, podcast coming out where we spend six hours per hour of the kissing booth. There is, yeah, yeah. um, it's called talking kissing. And, <laughs> Talking kissing colon the kissing pod. <laughs> Talking oh, kissing. and then we'll have a uh, very, very tangentially, very barely related podcast uh, about phone booth. So we will do the same exact <laughs> thing. We'll, we'll talk about kissing the movie phone booth with Colin. Colin Farrell. Is that right? Is that Colin Farrell. Yeah. That, yeah. All right. Thank you guys for being here. Caleb, thank you for having never seen the West hey, Wing. I'm so glad I haven't. Rebecca's also glad you haven't. I, I wish I had. <laughs> uh, I, I know you got an album that just came out. Everyone, uh, take some time to tell yeah. them what, what's going on, where to find stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you you can buy it if you want. I didn't know people still did that, but uh, I kept seeing people be like, "I just bought it," and I would be like, "No, <laughs> um, that's not how anything works." I mean, it, it's very touching if you got extra money that you're willing to flush away. It almost sounds like someone's uh, like, "I just printed it out," and you're like, "You what?" <laughs> right. I'm like, "Huh." <laughs> I'm so confused. Like, I'll I'll play it on shuffle. I'm like shuffle, but uh, so. You can if you want. That's a very sweet thing. I think I'll get eight of those dollars. But, um, uh, you know, it's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. It's on Bandcamp. That's a fun thing. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, just a, my joke. It's called Funny for a Man. And uh, if you, it's funny if you scroll like on Spotify at the bottom. It's like uh, it'll scroll down. It's like if you like this and it's like all the suggestions are like uh, queer comedy and women comedy. And I think they only did it because of the title. <laughs> So it seems like I'm, I don't know, but I, I kind of feel like um, I may have accidentally become an imposter. I think they're throwing me in playlists I, I'm not technically <laughs> qualified for because uh, my title is uh, just me joking around. But I think it's a fun album, so give it a listen. Uh, download it if you want. 
uh, Apple Music. I didn't know Apple. I don't know what it is. But Donda's still not out. So give me all that Donda money you were going to throw away. <laughs> That's true. I remember when you had that listening party at Dynasty Typewriter where you lowered yourself down from the ceiling. <laughs> and, then you, and then you lived there for a week afterwards just lurking oh, yeah. during various uh, <laughs> other alt comedy performances. <laughs> that would be that would have been so funny if it's like oh, yeah. Fred Armisen's on stage and you're in the back in a mask covering your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I had waited longer for it to come out because I would delay and del- I would try to mirror exactly whatever Kanye does with Donda. I would do some horrible version that of it. That would be great. You're uh, you're letting one so track fun. play too loud in an echoey room. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, I gotta fix this shit. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you, Caleb. Uh, Sam, Sam, tell everyone there. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, check out my podcast, Fight Island. I host with Jordan Dahl, Kyle, and Caleb have been guests before. It's a lot of Hell fun. Yeah. We just talk about uh, who would win in a fight in a given category. It's real stupid. And also check out my comedy album that I recorded the day before the pandemic started. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's real uh, re- hyper-relevant um, or like a nice little time capsule of before everything went to shit. Yeah, uh, I love called- your bit. What are you guys up to next week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prophetic. Um, the album is called Regular Guy Out of Hell. And you can listen to it on Spotify. Ooh, Great. good title. Thank you guys yeah, very much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. Find our show. We got a bunch of fans on Discord. It's like a message board of fans. Go to fart.kyleairs.com. It'll give you a link. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. That is it for our episode. Thank you very much for listening. Please go check out Caleb's album. Please go find Sam's album. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Thank you guys very much. Please, once again, I'm going to be trying, we're going to be trying to put together just a quick little run of some safe outside, safe, what we can do, some fun shows out on the road, Chicago, Kansas City, Asheville, Wilmington, Charleston, Atlanta, which I think I forgot to mention up top, and more. Find me at Kyle Ayers on Instagram and Twitter. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm at Kyle Comedy on TikTok if you do that. I barely do, but you know, I do. At Kyle Lairs. Find me on there. Thank you so much for listening. Please have a wonderful day. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Thank you. A podcast network.